Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And yes, my name is Alex Okurji. You're listening to the Queen of Expression. And I'm coming to you live out of Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> okay, you know, I always love that part. You know, where I have to say, you know, I'm coming to you live from Africa, right? But hey, it's a brand new week on the show. And I am so, so excited. I don't know what it is, but I'm really excited about this week. You know, I have like really great, you know, I'm always looking forward to really great, authentic, empowering conversations with my guests. And um, so every chance I get to be here to just connect, you know, and have great conversations that would definitely empower you. It's always pretty much one of the high points or the highlights of my week. So hope you'll, you know, you all are having a great week so far. Well, last week on the Naked Talk with Alex Okurzi on Talk Wednesday, we had Bet Banning and Bet Banning, best-selling author, speaker, and um, 
you know, spiritual enlightenment catalyst. And it was just great. We had a conversation about, you know, um, journey to spiritual freedom. And it was really illuminating in a sense. It's always illuminating, you know, no two conversations are ever the same on the show. That's one of the most amazing things. And, you know, like I always say, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And right here on the show, this is the hub for real, authentic conversations. You know, it's unscripted, it's uncensored, it's uncaught. We keep it real and, you know, no cover-ups, no lies, no limiting beliefs. We, we just have great conversations. And, um, you know, with with real conversations or with expression comes, you know, views, opinions, thoughts, and uh, so much more. And, of course, we keep this very interactive. So if you want to join the conversation, don't forget that you also – can be part of this conversation. You can call into the show, whether to speak with me or my amazing guest, or to ask a question, or to contribute, or you can also, you know, join us in the chat room. The live chat room is open now, and you can join us and leave a message in the chat room. Or you can tweet. You can tweet at Alex Akurji, and don't forget to hashtag the Naked Talk, and of course, your contributions will be read on the show. Or you can send a WhatsApp message, and of course, your messages or questions will still be read on the show. So, yes, if you missed Talk Wednesday with Beth Banning, it was really awesome. Of course, you know that you can catch all our conversations here. Uh, okay, we didn't have Friday radio session, but we had Super Talk Saturday. And Super Talk Saturday, uh, Frederick Bai, you know, joined us live all the way from Canada, you know, radio host and founder of the Creative Magic Podcast Network. And it was great to have Frederick here. We, you know when you have two hosts, two hosts together. <laughs> so it was all talk. I mean, we tried to, We had a little bit of, uh, we thought we were going to have some issues and people were trying to put a wall between us, but we had a great conversation. It was fun to talk about creativity and how to really create your own magic. And so, yes, if you missed those conversations for last week or any of our other conversations, don't forget all our shows are archived right here at the radio channel on Block Talk Radio 24-7, so you have no excuses. And, yes, we're syndicating all over your internet radio, so you can catch The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on Acast. We're on Player FM. We're everywhere on Good Radio Network in Canada. And, yes, we're also on on Port Africa in Uganda, and we're everywhere, so you have no reason whatsoever to really miss an episode. So, on the show, uh, you know, before we get into our conversation with my very special guest who's joining me live all the way from Miami, and he's here already, uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at HomeRes and our amazing friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and giving your hair a voice, and uh, they're doing such an amazing, they're doing actually doing right now, working on an amazing series, and it's called the hashtag I Bared My Chest, <laughs> And you guys better get used to that. You have to get used to hashtag I bared my chest. This is a global campaign. Um, great, amazing group of women. And yes, I'm co-author as well. I'm authoring a book with uh, tw- 20 other women, with 21 women, 20, 21 unstoppable women who are telling um, the truth. You know, they're sharing their, you know, sharing their naked truth. Um, and just helping people find their voice and, you know, get back their freedom and just, oh, my goodness. I can tell you how amazing this book is, by the way. And I know you're going to say, but, you know, I never, you know, you know, I keep it real. So it is really amazing. But Evolution Magazine is doing a great series. They're doing the hashtag I Bared My Chest series and with their magazine. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And you have to go there. Make sure to go to www. 
HeavenLucianMagazine.com, and you can start to read. You know, the one of the first interviews out with um, Yvonne Heat. She's um, a talk radio. She's a, a TV radio host and a, an, an author. Um, in Canada, and so I think I think her, her her interview is out first. So yes, it's still the Naked Talk, and I'm so excited to be um, here, right here with all of you, wherever you're listening from around the world, whether you're here in Africa or you're listening from around the world. Welcome to Talk Wednesday. Now today on TNT um, Zero Seventy Five, uh, we're gonna be talking about something really, really special. Now, I know that so many people experience um, their dumpster moments, trashed in their own pile of limitations or limiting beliefs. Now, today's guest knows all too well that feeling and narrates how he went from being a high school dropout, working for pennies, hauling garbage by handouts of a dumpster to become a successful educator author, entrepreneur, executive coach, spiritual leader, and how anyone experiencing dumpster moments can also do the same too. And I am so excited to have with me my very special guest. Um, he's a speaker, he's an educator, like I already said, and author of the best-selling book, Get Out of the Dumpster, Dr. Reggie Payton, who's joining me live all the way from Miami in the USA. Hi, Dr. Reggie. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I'm so excited. Welcome. It's 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 great to have you right here um, on the show with me live in Nigeria, in Africa, yeah. and there's so many people who've been looking forward to this show. <laughs> well, I've but, been I've been looking but forward just to before it. Before we get okay, great, great. I'm so excited that you're here. Now, you know, just before we get into today's conversation, and I have a small tradition that I do, I always like to find out, you know, what the weather is like, where my guests are, just to take my listeners <laughs> on a journey. Now, I've never had a guest all the way from Miami. I mean, I've had uh-huh. people all over, you know, the, but I've never, I think you're my first guest all the way from Miami. And, you know, when I think of Miami, I'm thinking of sweat. I, I don't know. I just have this picture of everyone at the beach. I don't know yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> You know, but well, what is the weather like, really? Well, you know, on on most on most places it is like that. You know, I live very close to the um to the ocean, and so you you know it, you you will find a lot of people heading heading towards the beach. Today it's been it's been kind of rainy. We're on the rainy season here uh, during this time of year, so it's been uh it's been a little a little wet today. Oh, oh wow. Okay, that's great. So um, it's a wet. Day in Miami. It's, it's been a, a wet, wet day in Miami. In, <laughs> it's a wet day in Miami. It's been a wet week here in Lagos, Nigeria. But I'm sure that you know, our, you know, our listeners are very excited that you're joining us all the way. Thank you so much for just wow. honoring us presence. Now, now I know, you know, I, I I have a little bit of insight to who you are. That's me, yeah. just me, <laughs> and maybe those who know you. Uh, but for the sake of those who haven't sort of been fortunate, or should I say privileged, um, to come across you and your your amazing work, by the way. Um, Who would you say Dr. Reggie Payton, and I hope I get it correctly, I hope I'm saying it correctly, it's Payton, or... It's actually Spanish, Spanish. and it's it's Padin, but but Payton is fine. Padin, oh, 
Okay, so let me say Padin then. I want to say the right way. I'm African. I have an accent, so I get it past. I always like to do things like that because I know I get it past. Like, I, get, I can get away with mispronouncing your name because I do have an accent. <laughs> so I'm going to call you Padin. I like it. That's, it's Spanish. That's so right. you're, okay, great. So, okay, great. So Dr. Reggie Padin, uh, forgive me. But it's, you know, who would you say, how would you describe yourself? I mean, I, I'm sure that, you know, the people you've worked with, they would give us an opinion of who they think Dr. Reggie yeah. Padin is. And, you know, those who know you, maybe at work or at church or whatever it is, probably have an impression. Yeah. But for you, how would you describe yourself? Who would you say that you are, really? You know, I'm, a, I'm somebody who just likes to help people try to figure out what it's holding them back and um, mm-hmm. and work out a strategy to to overcome it. And so, you know, for the last, oh, my goodness, you know, over 20, 26 years, I've, I've given myself to that um, on, many, on many fronts, on the spiritual front, career, education, uh, life, relationships. Um, uh-huh. I've, I've, I've just, I just try to figure out what it is with the individual, what it is that it's holding them back, and, and try to craft uh-huh. a strategy to to overcome that limitation. Cause I believe that every limitation that is standing in the way between the person and the, in their, in their true purpose can over, be overcome. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no limitation great mm-hmm. enough that can stand in, in, in between you or that person and, and your purpose. And so that, that's basically, okay. you know, you just, Okay, so you're a helper. You like to help people basically achieve their purpose. And you said something. There was a word that stood out for me. And, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, limiting beliefs that or you understanding that there are no limitations that can actually get in the way of you achieving your God-given purpose. But let let me ask you this. And speaking about limitations now, let's talk a little bit about your journey. Yeah. I mean, how does I mean, how do you go from a dropout to a doctor, right? And from poverty to you know, just I mean, how does and I say this because you know sometimes we can have these conversations and they can just seem like just talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, there are actually I've people who are listening, you know, and there are people who are listening who maybe right now are going through some sort of strife or yeah. who are just thinking, maybe even here, especially here in Africa, who are probably just thinking, you know, it's done. They're done. Like, they don't have a future. There's nothing that they can do because they don't have, mm. they're not fortunate enough to have um, the luxury or the life or their, you know, the opportunity that some people have. Sure. But for you, how, let's just take us, you know, take the listeners back a little bit to your journey. I mean, how do you yeah. go from, like I said, being, you know, a dropout to just the life that you have now? Well, well, with, without any question, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, I believe that everybody mm-hmm. has a, a purpose in life. And so the, mm-hmm. the first thing is trying to figure, figure out what that is, because for everybody, it's going to be different, right? I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I knew very early on that for me, my, my purpose in life was to help other people overcome their limitations and, and sort of be like a coach, a mentor, uh, somebody that mm-hmm. could you know, work with people as a trainer to 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 help them overcome their, their their limitations, and so and so the first thing I tell people is figure out what it is that you you think in your soul in, in your being what your purpose mm-hmm. is, and that is the that is the starting point. And and you know once once you figure that out, um, because that's going to look differently for for different people, 
then then we can then we can start working on a on a plan of action. But it's it's mm-hmm. very difficult, mm-hmm. very difficult to um, begin a plan of action if you don't know where you're going. If you don't have any sense as to what your what your role is, what you're supposed to be doing, why? I mean, I'm a very spiritual person, so I believe that God placed us here mm-hmm. for a particular reason and a purpose, and that we're not accidents. And so, figuring out mm-hmm. what that purpose is can educate and really inform the steps that we take along along the way. And then, and then it's 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 pretty much hard work. I mean. You know, mm-hmm. my my journey my journey from the dumpster to where I am today took took a long time. It took over over twenty years. Um, and and mm-hmm. the reason why I was able to okay, you know what? Can you just paint a picture? Because you know, it's um, can you just take us a little bit back to like what that experience was like? I mean, sure. first of all, how did you end? How did you end up? You know pushing the dumpster, you know, clearing garbage and all of that right. and that journey all the way to, you know, to now, because again, I'm sure there are people rolling there. Is it, how true is that? I mean, how is it possible? Because, you know, but every day we hear so many stories of, and this isn't just one of those random miracles. Like you said, it's hard work. You yeah. knew where you wanted to go to, you had a mission and you walked towards that, but right. take us back to that time. Like, how did you end up there? Sure. So as, as a young person, well, um, yeah, as a, as a young person, I made I made several mistakes, and you know how, you know, young people tend to make uh, make mistakes uh, as they're as they're trying to figure out what their life is. And and my my biggest mistake as, as a young person was to, you know, out of frustration, out of, you know, a whole set, set of you know circumstances that that occurred to me, um, I ended up leaving school. And and I don't know how the educational system is in Nigeria, but here we have, you know, mm-hmm. primary school. Um, and then, and then we have second, you know, like a secondary school that prepares you for university. In in my second year of that, I was so frustrated and I felt that I was so behind and I felt like I was not making any ground that I ended up dropping out. And so leaving it, the, the problem, the problem with that, with that step was that at least, at least in North America, Without without a high school diploma, at least mm-hmm. it's very difficult to find adequate employment. Now, add to that that I married very young, and my wife had a, 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 gave me a child right away. So now I went from one person, you know, myself that I had to feed. Now I went to having to feed mm-hmm. three people, and and so without an education, wow. it was very very hard to be able to do that, uh, you know, do that well. And so I bounced around from job to job, odd, odd jobs here and there. And I found, I found employment with a company, which I didn't know at that time, but it was going out of business. And so because they were going out of business, they ended up cutting some costs. And one of the costs they cut mm-hmm. was the waste management company. So, so the mm-hmm. waste management company was not coming to the company to pick up the garbage. And so my, my boss called me into his office one day and said, hey, I need you to go get one of the company trucks and back it up t- to every single dumpster around the company. Get inside the dumpster and, oh, wow. and get, get the garbage out of there by hand, put it in the back of the truck and take it to the landfill. And so that became my job. I was the waste management company. And so 
I, you know, I don't care where you are, whether you're in Africa or in the United mm-hmm. States or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Garbage stinks. <laughs> and, and That's so, true. <laughs> and so it, it, you know, it stinks the same way anywhere you are. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, imagine being inside here, you know, the, inside that container up to your chest um, in the middle of the summer, very hot, um, picking out garbage. It was very, very tough work. And um, I didn't feel very good about myself, but at the same time, I felt that there was something else for me to do, that that was not the end of my story, that just like I made some some choices that took me there, I could make some choices and work out a plan to get myself out. And so, and so I did. And so the, 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 the book is really the culmination of a story that of the things that I had to do in order to bring myself out of that original dumpster. But what I realized was that mm-hmm. every step along the way, there were other dumpsters that I had to face as well. And everybody mm-hmm. faces those. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, the, the, the book is laid out in a way that allows people to overcome whatever limitation, whatever dumpster moment they're facing in their lives. Amazing. You know, you said something, you know, even though you at some point got out of the physical dumpster, which is that, you know, container with the garbage and all, you still had roadblocks in quotes, you know, dumpster moments. You still had those roadblocks and challenges and things that we all face. Yeah, everybody faces. In one way or another, have those, you know, one of those moments that really stink to us because we're like, you know, we wish we're not here right now. We wish this wasn't something that we had to experience now or go through or endure or tolerate. And so right. that just totally makes quite a lot of sense. And, yeah. um, well, you were talking about the education system. It's pretty much the same here in Nigeria. You have to go through this primary school, and there's high school, secondary school, and then there's the university, a college or whatever people want to call it. But you know what, Dr. Reggie? How about we take – let's take a quick let's take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. (laughs) You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Okay, we're back, and if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji, and yes, my name is Alex Okoroji, and I am coming to you live out of Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa, yay, and just before I went in that little brief uh, commercial break, I have been talking to my very special guest. Uh, Dr. Reggie Padin. Ah, I got it this time. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, who's joining me live all the way from Miami in the USA. And we were just really talking about his dumpster moments, right? Oh, at this we, we started a conversation about his dumpster moments. 
and how, you know, just basically his journey and just that journey from having to face his own obstacles and challenges to where he is right now. And, you know, it's been a great conversation so far. And if you're tuning in, don't forget that you can be part of this conversation. And when you call in, don't forget the number to call is 215-383-3766, 215-383-3766. If you're calling from the U.S., if you're calling from outside the U.S., that's one. And when you do call, please make sure to use your hand raising effect, press 1, so we know that you want to speak, and we can get you connected. Hi, Dr. Reggie. Welcome back. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Okay, great. Now, you know, just before we went to that break, I mean, you had talked about, you know, just moving from that little dumb, right, yeah. to all the other dumb, <laughs> dumpster moments that you had um, in your in your life. But let me ask yeah. you this, um, and what would you say was – probably a major turning point in your life or in your career. When was that moment when you finally decided enough was enough and now I need to be more maybe uh, intentional, right, about yeah. my goals or intentional about my path or whatever it is? When, when was that moment? What well, was that moment? Yeah, for, for me, for me, I, I remember it was driving back from the, the, the landfill one of those days and and thinking about my my new, uh, new, newborn son and mm-hmm. what kind of life i was i was going to give him and, and that to mm-hmm. me was for me for me it became a turning point because i i felt that there was so much more i could i could do okay there was there were there were things that i was able to to take control of in my future if if i had a plan mm-hmm. and if i executed that plan and so for me, being a father um, became became a, a, a big turning point. And, and in fact, you know, the, the, my I have four children now, and, and they're all grown up. You know, my my oldest is twenty four, mm-hmm. and my my youngest is nineteen. Um, and so my they've been my inspiration all along the way. And so I keep things very much um, in, in perspective, and 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 they drive mm-hmm. me. Your ch- my children drive me to to accomplish you know to accomplish my my goals because I want to set out a good example for them number one number two mm-hmm. I want to give them a better a better a better life and so uh, they've mm-hmm. become my, my my fuel and so and so to me that that was a, a big turning point becoming a, a father um, and knowing that um, I wanted to give my son and and subsequently my my, my children a better life. Um, became a, a a big turning point for me. Wow, and you know, and that is maybe that also is you know I was I was listening to that and trying to see how we can apply that. I, I and I think I can totally relate you know to you. Oh, by the way, I have to say this though, and this is totally like off the record, but you don't look like you have like four kids, like really <laughs> grown kids. So. Well, I. Th- I try, I try to I, I try to drink a lot of water and I don't sleep much, but I try to get some <laughs> exercise done and, and eat as you know the, the best that I can to to keep young. But thank you. Oh, so it's working. It's definitely <laughs> working. It's either the Miami sun or you know the water that you're drinking. Something obviously is working because <laughs> you don't look it though. So. 
<laughs> but you know, talking about you know talking about having the kids and you know just having a child and yeah. that child sort of being a catalyst in a sense, um, knowing that you have some sort of responsibility to that child. I can personally relate to that because I feel like even for me, um, my life really changed. You know, when I had my child. You know, after my yeah. marriage didn't work, but then I had a child, and then but then you realize you're no longer responsible for just yourself. There's somebody else that you're responsible for, and yeah. you know you don't want to wake up and tell them that they can't eat or they can't have what they want or what they need because well, mommy right. doesn't have or mommy didn't provide. When you can actually put yourself out there and do so much more, you know, for yeah. yourself. So, um. That totally makes a lot of sense, and I'm hoping that you know the listeners are picking something about. So you had a catalyst. It was your child or your son, your first son at that time, and it was more like, okay, I need to give my child so much more, and I need to be responsible for this child, and that you know sort of drove you. Okay, great. So let's talk right. a little bit more about your book. You know, yes. getting out of the dumpster. Um, and I'm so intrigued by because when I first started, I was like, oh my god, I want to read this, and <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, and. Like you said, we all have a dumpster, right? But yes. for you, um, how were you able – I mean, what was it that made you write this book? I mean, here you are. Yeah. You're really accomplished. I mean, you're a professor. You know, I mean, you, you're an educator. You're a speaker. You've coached, you know, people in, you know, in the corporate – you know, in corporate America, you've done quite a, you've worked with quite a number of people. You are also a spiritual leader and all of that. And you could have yeah. written any book, right? Yeah. And you could have written, you know, a really – professional, you know, you can read in any book, but you wrote this book. Why yeah. this, what was it well, that, you know, what, you know, what were you hoping to achieve? Yeah, very, that's a very good question. Um, and, and let me tell you this, that this book, people ask me, so how long did it take you to write the book? Well, to write the book, it took me four months, but it really took me about, about 10 years. <laughs> you know, I have been thinking about the book for, <laughs> for 10 years. And mm-hmm. if I can, mm-hmm. if I can, if I can go back, um, it was a lot longer than that. I, I always knew, mm-hmm. Alex, that I was going to use my story, what I had gone through, to help other people overcome their limitations. So even very, very early on, I, I felt that. Now, I always felt along the way pretty much inadequate to write the book. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to go back to school and over here, there, there's a, there's a system, especially for people who have dropped out of school, it's called a GED, mm-hmm. which is study you study for, you know, the, the, the materials, you know, in science and English and writing and math and, and you, and it's pretty rigorous. And then you have to take examinations. So you don't have to go back to high school. And so mm-hmm. I knew that I had to, I had to do that. And then I, um, I had to enroll in university. And in fact, I was the first person in my family to graduate from university. And then I ended up going to wow. seminary for three years. So I was, you know, because I'm, I was a, a, a spiritual leader, I, I studied theology mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For, for three years. And then, and, and then I went, and, and because I made a transition afterwards into the corporate world, I had to go and get a, a master's in business, mm-hmm. business administration and subsequently uh, a doctorate. Every step along the way, uh-huh. I felt like I didn't have enough authority to write a, the book. Uh-huh. Like, I, 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 like I couldn't offer anything. And that, you know, I think there's both good and bad in that. And that is, uh-huh. a, that's a factor. Uh-huh. You know, thinking yeah. that you don't have, that you never have enough. 
Um, you know, and I, uh-huh. I, 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 I finally got my, my, my PhD in 2014. And even after that, I felt that I didn't have enough. And I said, enough is enough. Yes, I, I uh-huh. do have enough. I, I, I got to get this, uh-huh. these thoughts on paper. And, and I need to write something that is going to help people overcome, you know, their, uh-huh. their limitations. And so that's why, that's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book mainly for my children. Um, so they could, they uh-huh. could have a, a guide that they can always refer back to. I, I even wrote it for my uh-huh. children's children. You know, I, I was thinking ahead <laughs> you know, to future generations that probably will never meet me. But they wanted mm-hmm. to probably, I wanted to share my story with them. And then with the general population as to, you know, because we all face these things. We all face these, these limitations. I don't care where you live, what part of the world, you know, what your profession is, your level of education, how poor or rich you are. Everybody faces limitations in their lives. And those limitations need to be, need to be overcome. And so I, that's, that's why I wrote, I wrote the book. And, um, and, you know, it's been, and it's been, uh, very well accepted, very well accepted. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you now. I've spoken to people in India and, mm-hmm. and, and China and, and across the United States and Canada and the Caribbean. And it's been very well accepted because I think the message resonates with, with everybody because everybody faces those limitations. Absolutely true. You know, I'm, I'm listening and, and you, you know, you said something that just totally caught caught me. And, and, and when you said, you know, even at every point, like when you even made accomplishments, you still felt like it still wasn't good enough. And people struggle with that. You know, we all struggle with that. Um, you know, and you know, as an achiever or whatever it is, you feel like you need to do more to earn your credibility, or you need to earn yeah. your expertise. Or sometimes you feel like, you know, what am I going to be saying? Because, you know, I haven't still, you're comparing yourself with, but the truth is you have it. It's all there, right there inside of you. Yeah. You don't even need any more. I mean, you've yeah. had all that experience to be able to put that into a book. But sometimes yeah. you almost have to tell yourself that until that book is done and ready and out there, it's almost like you don't know what you're saying, right? Exactly. So I guess we yeah. all we all deal with that, and it's great to have this sort of conversations because I know that that definitely people you know struggling with that. I struggle with you know several things in my with my own career as well. Even as an actress, mm-hmm. you know there are certain things you know you there are even limiting beliefs that people just assume that just because of the kind of job that you do. They yeah. even when you have a conversation with someone, and their expectations are like, "Oh my goodness, I didn't know you were smart or brilliant." You know, it's just weird. It's just, yeah. but you 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 say to yourself, you know, I'm an actor. Um, can I still take that what I do and step into you know a, a meeting at a Fortune 500 company and still hold down their presence because you feel you're not exactly in the corporate, um, you know, all of those. So we deal with quite a number of things. So yeah. I can totally relate to that. Well, but you know what, Doctor Fred? No, mm-hmm. what I was going to say is, is that the the, the, mm-hmm. the the reality and the sad reality is that you know um, m- most people, and I hate to say it this way, but most people take all of mm-hmm. those ideas and all those talents and all that potential mm-hmm. to their graves. Mm-hmm. They never, sure. they <laughs> never act on it. Um. And so, and so, you know, because of certain, you know, because of certain limitations, you know, maybe it's self-doubt, uh, maybe it's negative mm-hmm. self-talk, 
Maybe it's fear. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's mm-hmm. that they feel that they lack, you know, maybe the money or the mm-hmm. knowledge or the connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's because they, they you know, um, I mean, you, you fill in the blank. I mean, there's so many, so many mm-hmm. reasons why people, um, you know, they go to their graves not living out their their full their full potential and so that's that's the that's the one of the sad um realities of of life and so what i'm trying to do is is inspire people to let let that talent let that um purpose the, the purpose that they were meant for to to let it let it shine um for other people and and for themselves and it doesn't have to be perfect you know a lot of people feel like they ha- everything has to be perfect mm-hmm. every single time before you know, mm-hmm. that was that was one of my my dumpster moments after I got out was that everything I felt like everything needed to be perfect. I needed to have the exact mm-hmm. you know experience and, and educational level and, and and income level and and whatever right in order to speak from a from mm-hmm. a purpose or from a from a, a place of authority. But it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be perfect. You just have to start start taking and, and I write this in my book. You have to start taking baby steps. Um, and, mm-hmm. and with each, each baby step that you take, uh, you'll build the confidence that you need. You'll you'll build the the momentum that you need, and and um, you can you can never get anywhere unless you take that first step. And so take the first step. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. It's so weird, but that is so true. You know, because um, you have to really take that first step. You know, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking. Um, yeah, you know, we've all, again, like you said, we all have that dumpster moments. We all struggle with, you know, those limited beliefs. I remember somebody telling me the story of the talent of the Bible. I had a friend who told me that yeah. I was, you know, if I if I died and I went and didn't come back, you know, if I died and I went and I didn't use all my talents, God wasn't going to give me another one when I came back and there was another life. And yeah. somehow, you know, now that I'm using everything and all my gifts and, you know, I'm writing and I'm doing all the like you said, and there's something that I agree with, and the idea that it has to be perfect, which is why, you know, I'm doing, you know, I have this naked philosophy that I have, uh, and that is, you know, perfection is a myth. You know, we all want to, we're gunning for that, but the truth yeah. is, life is what it is. We're gonna experience challenges, and we're gonna experience. We're flawed, and you yeah. know, we're living by His grace, right? So yeah. we're, but the. The truth is you're not going to have, you know, this situation doesn't have to be perfect. The timing doesn't have to be perfect. Just go ahead and just do it. If you if you yeah. already have um, an insight to what you want, then just go and achieve it. Okay, how about we do something? Let's take a quick musical break. I feel like we need, like, some music in this house. And um, this is Don'ts by Scott Krokoff. Scott is uh, an American folk country singer, and he was a guest on this show, uh, when was he, sometime last year, uh, and he was also part of our anniversary, performed live on this show and our anniversary uh, celebration. But this is Don't by Scott, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Special guest, Dr. Reggie uh, Padin. Oh my goodness, I have to remember. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> joining me live all the way from Miami. And, uh, you know, we were talking about our dumpster moments and getting out of the dumpster. And, of course, his amazing best selling book, um, Get Out of the Dumpster. And, Dr. Padin, uh, Padin, sorry, I said it Padin again. Dr. Padin, <laughs> uh, welcome back. But, thank you. Alex. Do you think that song, I mean, we were talking about, you know, limiting beliefs and limitations and not giving up. And I kind of just thought to play that song because, you know, I thought, I thought we needed a little bit of music in the house, but <laughs> welcome back to uh, thank, the show. Thank you know, it's a very and, appropriate time. Uh, okay, great. Great. Uh, but let me ask you this now um, to sort of like, you know, overcome, um, but you know what? Before we talk about overcoming, uh, yeah. why do you think that people actually experience these dumpster moments? I mean, what are the things? Yeah. What What do you think? I mean, 
what takes us there? How do we get there? I mean, why? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a very good question. And, and I think that every dumpster moment can be attributed to a, 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 a sense when you lose your purpose. Um, okay. when, when you have no sense of direction in your life, you have no idea mm-hmm. what it is that you want to do or what you're meant to do, um, and, and you have no, no sense of, um, of destiny, um, then, mm-hmm. then, you, then you wander around. And you, you, you start, mm-hmm. you know, going in, in certain directions. And, and, and some people do get lucky, um, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they may end up do, doing exactly what it is that they were meant for. Um, most, most people don't. And so they go throughout their lives um, living unfulfilled lives and, 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 and feeling like something's missing, you know, like something is, is not right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that leads, and that leads to, to dumpster moments because then, then fear sense sets in. Then, uh, you know, self-doubt, you know, because if you're not doing, if you're not, mm-hmm. you know, if I was doing something that I'm, I'm not meant to do, um, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. very good at it. I don't care how, how much mm-hmm. I try, um, there, and I'm, or I'm not going to be interested in it. In it. And so I'm going to get bored and, and I'm going to feel like a, you know, like, like there's no meaning. And so, and so that, that leads to, you know, to, I mean, all sorts of dumpster moments. It affects your spirit. It affects, it affects you mentally. Mm-hmm. It affects you physically. You know, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, that I don't look old enough to, to have a 24 mm-hmm. year old. Well, the, the reality mm-hmm. is that there, there have been times in my life when I was not living out my purpose that that I looked mm-hmm. I looked a lot worse, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. and so um, you know you you tend to you tend to um, radiate um, mm-hmm. a sense of energy and a sense of um, vitality when you are when you're when you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're when you're when you're living mm-hmm. out. And, it, and again, it doesn't mean that, that everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that we're not going to get sick. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we're not going to face problems. It doesn't mean, you know, those things mm-hmm. will definitely still come our way. But we can face those challenges um, head on, knowing where we're heading, knowing where we're going. And, and, so, and so I tell people, look, find, find what it is that your purpose is and, and then start working towards that. And you're going to see how fulfilling your life is going to be as, as compared to, you know, wandering around, not, not knowing. You know, and it's, you know, it's, it's weird when I keep saying that it's true. I agree. I absolutely agree because I do absolutely agree. And it's weird, but yes, it is. And you said something and, you know, using that example of when I said you don't look as, you know, you don't look like someone who has four grown yeah. up kids like that. And I understood what you were saying because I use myself as an example um, when I, I remember last week and every time it happens to me all the time, you know, I go out, I don't sleep as much as I should. Right. Cause I'm constantly working. I'm always busy. But yeah. for me, because I'm doing something that I love, right. Whether I'm on set filming or I'm on air on the radio or I'm awake through the night, writing a, you know, an article for whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm happy because I feel like I'm doing all of these things to empower people and I'm yeah. influencing lives and impacting lives. And for me, it doesn't feel like stress, right? Good. Yeah. So yeah. even when I say to someone, and I say, I say to someone, you know, I haven't slept in like how many hours? Like I've been up all night, I've been up through the night. And they're all yeah. looking at me like, but you don't have bags under your eyes. And it's weird, but then you, you, 
so I understand what you, you say, you know, when you're not happy, when you're not living in your purpose, you're being robbed of certain, certain happiness or joy or whatever it is, or vitality, like you say, it shows, yeah. it tells on you because you're stressed. Um, but then when you're working in your purpose, even when things are not perfect, and I've said this so many times, that sometimes I'm feeling a certain kind of peace, even in the midst of chaos. Like, yeah. you know, that it's not perfect. There's so much going on, going wrong. But there's somehow an underlining feeling of peace because yeah. at that point, you know, you know, you're surrounded by the things, doing the things that you love. I am, I am, I am, I am the same way. I mean, I, 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 I don't sleep as much as I should, although, although mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more sleep now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. as, as you get older, you, you do need it a little bit more, I think. Uh, and it keeps you, it keeps you sharp. But I, you know, I, I can, I, I get up very early in the morning. I go through my routine, my daily routine, my exercise routine. I go through my my all the all the work that I do and, and talking to my students and giving lectures mm-hmm. and writing, thinking and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my my mm-hmm. en- my day ends very very late. Uh, but to me, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work. It feels again mm-hmm. again. It doesn't feel like a burden. Um, mm-hmm. Now I. There's been moments in my life where I have I had to do jobs that that felt like like work and it felt like a burden mm-hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. what I what I was meant for, and so um, there, there's a there's an interesting dynamic there and I'm glad you mentioned that because I I've noticed that with with people who seem to have found what it is that they're they're supposed to do, they 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 all say the same thing you know that it doesn't feel like work they can they can go at it. 24 hours a day if they need, if they, if they need it. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, and sometimes we have, you know, I, I remember when I was writing the book, you know, I would go to sleep at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and, and, and wake up at three o'clock in the morning. So only sleep like for, mm-hmm. for two, three hours. Um, and, and, and I was fine because, because I felt like I, it was what, mm-hmm. I was what I was supposed to do. Now I don't, I don't recommend not sleeping, <laughs> you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we need it for our health and, and to stay sharp. Um, but, um, but there's an interesting dynamic there and, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what you have to do, right? But then it, it all, like we said, it doesn't feel, it's kind of like when a mother has a baby, you have a brand new baby and you have to kind of feed your baby, wake up, you know, take, you know, wake up, stay awake at night. It doesn't feel wrong. You can't say, you know, I need sleep. That's your baby. But because yeah. you love that child and you're happy and you're excited, you're willing to do it. Even there are times when, you know, you don't feel like, but then you know that you kind of still feel like. But when you're doing something that you really enjoy, it takes, like I said to someone, someone said to me, oh, you should be sleeping more. You need to get yourself. And I said, I understand that I need sleep, but I don't feel like, I'm lacking. It doesn't feel to me like it's stressful. Yes, yeah. it is. I mean, there are times, of course, you wish you had more, you could get more sleep, but it does feel to me like I'm enjoying what I'm doing because I'm being productive. If I were not being productive, then it would be a waste. It would feel like, you know, time was flying and nothing was really happening. And that was a waste yes. of my time. But it does. So I kind of really get what you're saying. But let me now ask you this. Now, how do we sort of motivate ourselves to take like positive action i mean what what would you what would you say what are the things that you know people can well, do to sort of step out of fear and yeah. motivate themselves yeah and what what i tell people is look um 
realize that you're in a dumpster. Okay, so first, first and foremost, realize <laughs> that you're in a dumpster, um, and then you have to start changing your mindset. Um, and so, and so, what I tell people is, look, look, look what brought you there, and then do the complete opposite. <laughs> Um, mm. you know, so, so if if fear if fear placed you there, um, be a little bit more more bold. If um, mm-hmm. not knowing, you know, because you lack the knowledge, brought you to that place. Mm-hmm. Ignorance. Start start learning. Um, mm-hmm. If if it was because you were surrounded by the wrong people then then you have to put those people aside for at least for a while and sometimes permanently mm-hmm. um and so and mm-hmm. so figure out what it is that you what what took you to what took you to that place and do the complete opposite and so changing your mindset is probably the best the, the biggest thing that you that you have to do i mean shifting my mindset was the catalyst really what 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 took me to um well, actually, what brought me to this place? Because what happens is, once you once you change your mind, okay, once you've really committed, mm-hmm. uh, then you make a decision, and then you mm-hmm. start taking steps towards it. And so I tell people, look, mm-hmm. it's it's not only good to change your mind; you have to take the first step. And then what's going to happen is, then with every step that you take. You're gonna gain confidence. You're gonna be. You're gonna to say to yourself, "I can do this." And, and in fact, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the strange thing is that a lot of people, the, their biggest dumpster moment is fear, and fear paralyzes mm-hmm. them for for days, weeks, months, you know, even decades. Mm-hmm. And once they take that step, they say to themselves, "Had I known." that there was nothing to mm-hmm. it. I would have done this a long time ago. And so I tell people, look, mm-hmm. you know, take the first step and then, and then what you're going to see is that that's going to create, that's going to create the, the, the self-confidence that you need. You're going to learn the tools that you need. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to come across the right people. You're going to come across the right opportunities, but you're never going to do that unless you take the first step. And then what I tell people is, look, now that you've committed yourself to this, then you have to become or try to become the very best that you can. Now, a lot of people try to do that mm-hmm. before taking the first step. I think that's a mistake, and we talked mm-hmm. about that earlier because they feel that everything has to be perfect before the, they take the first step. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they have to take the first step, but as they go along, then they have to become very good at it. And so I tell people, look, focus on excellence. Focus on becoming the very best that you can. If it's a writer, be, try to become the very best writer that you can, that you, that you can become. Now, are you going to be the best writer to ever walk? Probably not, but it doesn't matter. Become the mm-hmm. very best writer that you, can, that, that you can become, the best speaker, the best politician, the best business person, the best entrepreneur, the best teacher, uh, the best parent, the best husband and wife become the very best that you can. And so there are a lot of tools, you know, we, we, we live in a, in a world right now and, and, and I'm sure that it's going to be changing even more where there's going to be a lot, a lot more openness in, 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 you know, in, in uh, information, you know, with the internet and, mm-hmm. and, and pro- programs like this one, you know, this program mm-hmm. was not there when I started out, you know, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to do it the old fashioned way, you know, I had to go and, and find books wherever I could and, and find, you know, audio mm-hmm. tapes and videotapes wherever I could. And, but today it's, it's a, it's a lot more accessible. So find those tools that are going to mm-hmm. make you the very best that you can. And then, and then it's all, it's a matter of repetition is, is really, 
keep doing it, keep working at it, maintain that momentum, you know, become resilient when the problems come because nothing's ever perfect. You know, you're going to have struggles along the way. And, mm-hmm. and what you're going to see is that, 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 that time commitment that you put, that, that, that commitment to becoming the very best and working towards your purpose. Um, with the passing of time, um, you know, you may not see it right now, but with the passing of time, you're going to see that, that how productive and how purpose, purposeful your life has become. Yeah, you know, it's just, I feel like this is, right now, you just basically shared what I like to call jewels. <laughs> like, you shared, like, gels, and you just threw them, like, you know, you know, in the airspace. But here's the thing, you know, sometimes you have these conversations, and sometimes they seem like, yeah, 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 I've heard. But you can never hear it enough, like, you know, like, you can never really hear it enough. Like, every time mm. you need to reaffirm, even if you thought you already knew or you th- thought you had heard this before, that it's yeah. important. And you said something. I don't think that anyone has really put it so aptly. Like, it really is simple. Like, there is some sort of logic to it in a sense. Like, you said something. If you can figure out what took you there, just do the opposite. I can't yeah. tell that. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to do that. If you can figure out I – don't, I don't know if anyone has ever put it that way. And said, you know, because sometimes you're like, okay, how do we get out of it? Really, like you said, you know, if fear is the one, then you have to find a way to be bold or courageous or, you know, more confident. If it's association, sometimes you have to detach yourself. And here's what you – it's so weird, but it's true. Because I remember that the moment that, you know, I've not wanted to make more intentional impact. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you're, you're you're out there. You're famous. You're doing things, but it really is just that on the surface, right? You're not really doing so much more. I mean, yes, you go, you do your job. You're an actress, and you get in front of the camera, and everybody knows. But that's it, right? Yeah. But then the moment I wanted to make more intentional impact, I kind of yeah. detached myself from you know certain crowds. I'm not yeah. going out as often as I want as I used to. I don't go to clubs. I don't, and that's I'm mean, that's not saying that it's wrong. For, I'm not judging those who do. I mean, that just was time that I took to invest in myself and right. invest in other skills and talents that I had, and right. connect with more people around the world and do the things that I always wanted to do, which was impact people. So you just said something, and so. If you know what it is that probably is standing in your way, then you have to do the opposite. I don't think anybody has put it like that. And then you said something, another thing that sort of caught my attention, and that is a word that I like to – I always tell people that I really strive for excellence and not perfection. The problem is a lot of people are striving for perfection instead of excellence. Right. So you said, you know, strive for excellence, be the best at what you – and there are so many tools and resources and skills – sorry, tools and platforms and things to help you learn more and be better and keep doing And you said a reputation, like keep doing it. And it just reminds me of even my own journey, like my own rebirth or my reinvention in a sense, you know, um, just having to use the things that you're saying. So these are not, this isn't fluff. This isn't something that somebody, I'm I'm now referring, you know, I'm saying it's not because, you know, I know this firsthand as well. You know, so I'm yeah, reaffirming that what you're saying is, is this valid. Is something, this is something that I've, that I've done over and over and over again. And, and you know, I, people say, well, how do you, you know, how do you take action, right? Because if you're stuck, like when mm-hmm. I was stuck in that, in that dumpster, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, and I, and I tell people this, look, if I had, if I had thought, okay, being inside that dumpster, okay, I'm going to become, I'm going to become a, a PhD. And I would have, I would have looked at that 
constantly, you know, it would have become overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know. Now, so mm-hmm. it, it was good for me to think think about okay, uh, one day I'm gonna become a doctor. So I'm gonna I'm that's my end mm-hmm. goal, you know. That's what Stephen Covey in his in his book writes um, that that very uh, effective people start with the end in mind. So they they start visualizing. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 end result. The result. But then, but then mm-hmm. they start, you know, taking the necessary steps. So I tell I tell people, look, you got to start wherever you are. Start wherever you are mm-hmm. right now, and and start taking the yeah. steps from there. Don't wait. Okay. Again, don't wait for perfection. Don't wait for the, the perfect time and the perfect, you know, whatever. Just just start taking the steps right now. And then and then something happens, and this is where maybe the, the my, my spiritual side really kicks in. And that mm-hmm. is it. I think that everybody has an internal guiding system. And and, mm-hmm. and once you once you make that commitment with your with, with your spirit that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I was meant to do. And I'm gonna take the steps mm-hmm. starting from here on out. You have to trust your, your mm-hmm. gut a little bit. You know, um mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the late the late Steve Jobs gave a, a commencement speech at Stanford University. And he talks about his life, you know, what, what brought him to starting that, that, that you know, Apple in, in his parents' garage to becoming, you know, what, what Apple is today. And, mm-hmm. and he said, look, you, you, can only, you can only see it when you, once you've achieved those things, once you look back. But in the process, you know, you have to connect the dots mm-hmm. looking back. No, I connect the dots but he says, but, mm-hmm. but in the process, you have to trust that it's going to work out. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And then I tell people, you know, visualize positive, you know, a positive result. A lot of people say, well, this is not going to mm-hmm. go well. I have a bad feeling about mm-hmm. this. I'm going to fall flat on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was when mm-hmm. before I wrote my book, I said nobody's going to buy it. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. not going to be really successful. <laughs> but but then but then you know, I changed I changed the the, the my mindset again. I said, I, you know, even even if mm-hmm. nobody buys it. At least it's an accomplishment. This is something that I set mm-hmm. out to do, and I did it. And then I tell I people, did it. Yeah. Then, then I tell people, you know, you have to go, go for it. Just, just plow through it, do it, and then it's basically repeating that process over and over again. It's, 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 it's starting where you are right now. It's trusting your God. Is look at the future with a positive outlook, thinking that you're going to be able to do it. Is going for it full, what I call in, in my book, going beast mode. Um, you know, like turning, turning, turning another gear, mm-hmm. uh, going full force. And then it's, it's wash, rinse, and repeat. Is doing that process over and over again. And and the more you do it, the more confident you're gonna you're gonna feel. The more you're gonna be able to accomplish. Amazing, amazing. Wow. I mean, you you know you you you've shared so much, and I feel like you know we're all going to be empowered. Those who are listening, and I do have questions. I actually do have two questions that came in from listeners um, on okay. WhatsApp, and um, we don't have so much time, but you know we can run through that just yeah. before um, just before um, we'll let you go. Now, um, the, this this one is oh, let me see. Okay, but I think we already answered this question. It was like, what what advice do you what advice would you have for people? Oh, so say, hi, um, hello, Mr. Reggie. What advice would you have for people who are yet to find their own path or those oh, struggling to develop a sense of purpose? That is that is a great great question. 
Very good question. And what I tell people is, look, we live in a very noisy world, in a world that mm-hmm. is fighting for our, for our attention. Attention. And it's, so, mm-hmm. it's so easy to become distracted. And in fact, I, I believe, I truly believe that the reason why a lot of people do not find their, their, their real purpose is because they, they've become distracted with those things that they're not supposed to be doing, if that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so that becomes, the, that becomes the safe thing to do because you're already doing it. And so that now this other thing that you're supposed to be doing, because you've been so distracted and you've never done it, it feels, it feels like an impossibility for you to do. So I tell people, look, spend a lot of time, and this is what I did at first. I spent some time quietly with pen and paper, just, just looking inside of me. Asking myself the, the tough questions. What is it that I want? What is it that I feel called to do? And I look for things um, from my childhood. Uh, you know, what mm-hmm. were those things that I really enjoyed when I was a child? What were those things that were my dreams as, as, as a child? Now, a lot of people, you know, say, well, that's not realistic, right? Because, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, but there's some hints there. Um, those, you know, when we're, when we're children is, is probably when we're at the most in tune with, with our real purpose, except that there's things mm-hmm. that come into our lives, you know, parents and teachers and ministers mm-hmm. and friends and so many other people that said, no, you can't do that. No, that's not for you. Mm-hmm. Come on, be real. Uh, nobody's going to, you know, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to do that. And so we, we go into a, a, a you know, we, we, we go into our shell and, and, and say, well, that's an impossibility. So look for hints when you're, when you're a child. Um, look for hints as to what other people have told you. So a lot of people, I remember when I was, when I was in, you know, asking myself, what is it that I wanted to do? One of the themes that kept coming back is, you know, Reggie, you're, you're always very good at giving advice and listening to people's problems mm-hmm. and giving advice. And so it was through that, that process of looking inside and taking notes that eventually I came with, you know, with, uh, with the path that I've taken. Now, my path has been very different. I've been a minister. I've been a corporate trainer. I've been a, a professor. Uh, now I'm a writer. I've been a speaker. I've done many, many things. I've done, you know, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But all of those things have one thing in common, and that is coaching mm-hmm. and help people overcome things. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to look a certain way all the time. It could, it could look very differently, mm-hmm. um, but it'll all have come from the same root. Hmm. I can totally really, well, that was, that was really great. And that question was actually from Shola. Shola, thank you so much for that. I hope your question was answered. Uh, there is one more, and this one is coming from Mary. Mary says, what do you like the most? What did you like? the most about the struggle was there anything you liked about the struggle oh okay i don't understand this question but yeah. <laughs> i guess well in, in, the, in, in the the struggle maybe not when i was going through it um okay. but looking back i am so thankful for the struggle because it, it really shaped me into the person that i that i am today it really gave me the the endurance, the the belief, the drive um, to bring me to this to this place right now. Now I've I've picked up you know I've picked up um, you know d- d- lifting weights, 
And one of one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I love I love lifting weights is because progressively I've seen how stronger I've I've gotten. And so so mm-hmm. the struggle the struggle teaches you to be strong and stronger. Mm-hmm. And um and so with the passing of time you can you can almost face anything like nothing really scares you. Um, because you feel, I know how, I, I think I can overcome this. I, I think I can figure this, mm-hmm. this problem out. So, so yeah, I mean, the struggle has taught me so much and without it, without that dumpster moment, you and I are not having a conversation today, 20 years later. <laughs> right. And so that dumpster that, has that become, that, that dumpster has become for me a visual focal point of, um, and in fact, if you go to my website, it's 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 one of the first things that you'll see is that blue dumpster, um, because that's become <laughs> that's become the 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 sense of um, where I am today. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, it's been such a great you know a great pleasure having you here on the show and you just sharing your insights and all you know just all these amazing. Um, wisdom that you have with us and i think that it's been such a great show but you know where can people find you i mean where can the listeners if they want to connect with you and they want to learn more they want coaching because obviously you're a great coach and (laughs) you have so much you have like what 20 years of wisdom and practical wisdom by the way i mean you've been there so you understand what it is to and that's i think that's the best you know that those are the best. Those are the best people to learn from. People who know what they're saying because they've walked yeah. down that road. They've been there, so it's not, you know, um, it's not fluff really. So, how can people connect with you? Where's the best place for them to find you and to find a copy of your book to get a copy of your book? Because I think it's. A, I love the book. I love the way it looks. I haven't really read, but I, I can tell there's so much meat to read because I have. But where can people get the book if they want to? Yeah, I mean, so so I don't, you know, uh, through Amazon.com. Um, I'm not sure okay. if, if you if you're if you have access to that in Nigeria, um, or, or or other um, online bookstores. I think any online bookstore mm-hmm. you can you can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, or any any bookstore. If you go to any mm-hmm. physical bookstore, you probably have to place an order, and and they'll and so they'll deliver. Yeah, and so and so they can but go they can, to Amazon. But- and and look for um, get out of the dumpster is the title of the book. Um, they can also visit my website at Reggie R E G G I E Padin P A D I N dot com, and they can find out more about me. If, if I think that you and I just connected on uh, on Instagram, so maybe if if your listeners um, mm-hmm. you know are connected to you on Instagram, they can they can mm-hmm. probably connect to me that mm-hmm. way, and then and then find out mm-hmm. more about about what we do. Amazing. So you all have to connect with Tereji Padin. I got it again. You got it. Very good. I love it. What did you say? No, you got it right on. Yeah, I had to give <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you want to connect with Dr. Reggie Padin, please go to his website. You can go to www.reggiepadin.com. Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E. P-A-D-I-N. You know, I don't even worry about that. You can just click on his name right here at the show notes, and it will take you straight to his website. And, of course, you can find him on social media. He's on Twitter as well as at Dr. Reggie Padin, and, of course, on Instagram as well. So it's been such a pleasure. There any, is there any final words, something you want to leave us with that we can um, 
you know. Yeah. The, take I, I with like us, to, you know. Basically. Yeah, I like I like to tell people that um, illusions. I mean, uh, limitations are nothing but an illusion. That mm-hmm. that when you when you are meant for something, nothing can really stand mm-hmm. in your way except yourself, except those things that you place in your mm-hmm. mind that will stop you. And so and so mm-hmm. overcome them by just taking those those baby steps, and you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. Um, you tell me after a while. Write to me, and you tell me if if um, if this if this stuff is real or not. Absolutely. So you have a challenge there. That's a challenge. Dr. Reggie Padin is giving you guys a challenge. You write to him and let him know whether you think all of this is just talk or it's actually real. Thank you so much, Dr. Reggie. It's been a pleasure having you here all the way from Miami here in you, Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you. It was a, it was well, a, guys, a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Gurdy, and we've had such a great, empowering conversation with Dr. Reggie Padin. Ooh, I did it again. <laughs> but, you know, um, and it was just great just to talk about our dumpster moments, and he shared so much, really. I, I think, okay, if, I, if there's something I'm taking away is that you have to take those steps. So, Baby steps, and before you know it, you're walking, and then you're running, and maybe you're even flying. Well, till we come back, you know, we're going to be back here on Friday Radio Special with another amazing guest, and we're going to have Gabriela Van Ray, always pronounced Van Ray, and she is uh, a social activist, very popular social activist, and an author, and the speaker, and we're going to be here on, and we're going to be talking about, you know, Dropping the ball of kindness, right? On the Naked Talk on Friday Radio Special. Well, don't forget, as always, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So you need not apologize um, for thinking what you're thinking and for being who you really are. So till we come back same time on the Naked Talk, I love you always for listening. Ciao. Talk with Alex, of course.